future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans, and we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's Derek Kennard. Welcome to Voice America. This is Derek Kennard from Under the Helmet with VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, man, what a weekend we had in football this week, you know, and it just don't stop. You know, we had a situation at the top of the news today. We have uh, Mr. Hank Williams calling out Obama, our president of the United States. He's calling him out, calling him uh, Mr. Hitler. The uh, Nazi guy that uh, that uh, just killed many of of Jewish people and uh, uh, just slaughtered some people. Here it is: uh, Hank Williams Jr. compared Obama to Adolf Hitler on Fox News channels this uh, this Monday morning, and uh, ESPN stated that uh, while Hank Aaron Jr. is not an ESPN employee, we recognize that he is closely linked to our company through the opening to the Monday Night Football. We are extremely disappointed with his comments, and as a result, we have decided to pull the open from tonight's telecast. So, you know, after more than 20 years of uh, being an icon about Monday Monday Night Football, he is now pulled. They have pulled him out of this, uh, the Monday Night Football, and, uh, uh, boy, I sure, I sure hate it for Hank, and I met, had an opportunity to meet Hank Aarons Jr. down in New Orleans when he came to visit the locker room on, uh, on several occasions back when we were in them glory days in 91, 2, and 3 with, uh, the Dome Patrol defensive guys out, out there at, uh, at, uh, the Superdome, oh, man, I sure hate to see Hank go, but, man, after those remarks, man, you got to go. And that's too bad, Hank, because, uh, you know, I liked you a lot, quite a bit. I still have, I still fond of you, man, but you got to cut those type of remarks out, big fella. Come on now. All right, let's move on. We got some scores and highlights for the day. Uh, you know, we had a whole lot of highs and lows this past weekend that occurred. And, I can't, <laughs> man, I just can't. It just keep on coming in about how all these scores, some closely scored, some weren't, you know. And uh, let's say, for instance, this close game against the Bills and against the Bengals. And 
The Bills, the Bills uh, looked like they were going to pull it out, but the Bengals just never went away. They just kept coming in and um, and uh, putting up those numbers. And and uh, I tell you, it's just been one heck of a weekend to see these scores uh, churned out and to look at the recaps of all these games is just amazing at uh, some of the highlights and things that occurred over the weekend. All right, let's move on. I'll pass them, and we had Chicago played, I um, believe it was uh, Chicago played the Carolina Panthers and beat them 24-13, another close call. And, uh, no, 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 what was that score at? Oh, it was 34-29, or Chicago beat Carolina. And, again, that rookie just keeps on coming. And uh, that Cam Newton is just just a phenomenal young man, just putting up the big numbers, but came up short once again. And uh, as he grows and mature, he's going to get better. You know, he was uh, 27 to 46 for 374 yards and one TD. And Mr. Smith, uh, he bit him up. Uh, he just lit him up for 181 yards, but no TD. So he had problems getting in the end zone. But where Chicago's story, the story of this whole thing is Forte. 25 carries for 205 yards and one TD. Wow. After last week, now he didn't do much of anything last week. So that that was interesting to see him uh, put up those big numbers after not getting any much of anything last week. All right, those Bengals, of course, beat. Uh, they lost against the Bengals, twenty-three to twenty, and. Um, uh, who had the big day there was Dalton. He uh, he passed for 18 of 36 for 298 yards and one TD. And, of course, Benson, that running back in Cincinnati, he just, uh, man, if he can stay out of trouble, he's going to be just fine in the league. But, boy, his uh, sanctuary is on the field because that's the only time the man gets some peace. Because we stay in trouble off the field. We want to keep his nose clean. We'll be fine. All right, we have to, the Titans just creamed the Browns 31-13. to I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Coach Al. Al Bubba Gross, you got the, the, the Browns just took, it, took one on the chin, big guy, once again. And then, of course, the Lions just, just upset the Cowboys 34-30. to At the fourth quarter, I thought the Dallas Cowboys had it in the bag, and Man, it seems that like Romo found a way to lose this one too. Uh, although he was 34-47 for 331 yards, and you know Robinson uh, had seven receptions for 116 yards, and Jones carried the ball 16 carries for 57. That uh, that's not the tail of the tape. Is uh, the tail of the tape is this. Uh, uh, is I believe it's the turnovers and the Cowboys. You, you're just not going to win many games in the close games with three turnovers, and uh, you know that's just the time of possession. The Cowboys won that, and also the uh, the offensive yards. We the Cowboys had 434 yards. So, uh, boy, it's just the tell of the tape goes right there where those turnovers are. And boy, I tell you, they they gotta cut those turnovers out in order to win this year. They gotta uh, stop those turnovers. All right, another close barn burner we have here with the Vikings uh, being defeated by the Chiefs, and uh, that uh, is putting 
putting uh, Coach, Fra- uh, Coach Frazier up in uh, Minnesota land in the hot seat now. And, uh, you know, he's going to have to make a choice between going with a, uh, another another quarterback or sticking with McNabb. And right now it looks like uh, news came out today from my sources say that they're gonna, he's going to stick with McNabb and, 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 and fight through this season with McNabb. So that means Mr. Peterson is going to have to carry the bulk of this offense until McNabb get to know his personnel around him. Or, or shoot, man, he's going to have to get, he won't have to get better. It's going to have to get better in Minnesota land because they are they are zero and four, and jeez, uh, it don't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon with the Vikings. They, their problem uh, their problems are enormous. They got a, they got a lot of a lot of improvements to do. Briskins seventeen to ten over the Rams. The Rams took another uh, another beating. They're zero and four. Briskins three and one in that NFC East. Boy, and they just hanging in there because boy, it's gonna come down to Christmas time when it when the, when the chips is down. All right, let's move on to the 49ers defeat the Eagles to another close one. I told you it was a whole lot of close ones this week, man, and I, and this was a barn burner. The, the 49ers three and one and won this game by one point and. Uh, Quarterback there in San Francisco threw 21 for 33 uh, for 291 yards and two TDs and a tell of the tape again his turnovers and and uh, of course they turned the ball over three times of uh, day is the Philadelphia Eagles and you have Michael Vick threw uh, 30 for 46 for 416 yards two TDs and. Uh, Man, I tell you, you just cannot continue to turn the ball over, though. So they better be careful, or they'll find themselves out of that NFC East if they don't be careful. And uh, Jackson, of course, had six receptions for 171 yards. He's still putting up the big numbers. And then um, Vic carried the ball eight times for 75 yards. And uh, this is where the big boys, when they get to put the hat on you, they're going to hurt you. So he better be careful with that. All right, we have the Saints, 23-10 to 10 over the Jaguars. And, you know, uh, this game was a lot closer than, it, than uh, the, the, the score indicates. So you, you got uh, Mar- uh, Jones Drew had 11 carries for 84 yards. And, uh, geez, the tell of the tape uh, does not indicate these turnovers, but that the Saints had two uh, over the Jaguars had one, and uh, that time of possession with the Cow uh, with the Saints, uh, along with the offensive yardage is 503 yards. That's that uh, that does it for Jaguars. All right, the Steelers, another close game with Texans defeating the Steelers, and now the Steelers drop to two and two in their in their in their division, and that's going to hurt them. And, uh, of course, this, uh, once again, we have Mr. Schaub, 14 for 21 for 138 yards. He did well on the day, and Rothenberger had 16 for 30 for 26 yards. And, you know, it's just, uh, this, uh, the, the Houston had that foster kid, this 30 yards, carried 30 times he carried the ball for 155 yards and one TD. That right there is, uh, that's the killer for them, and then the tail of the tape comes with that um, 
uh, with that time of possession, 31, 31 uh, minutes and 43 seconds, opposed to that 28 and 17 seconds uh, for the Jag, uh, for Pittsburgh. So that one hurt them. And the biggest disappointment of my day for, so far was the I got up and left my seat from the Giants-Cardinals game and five minutes left in the game. It was 27-17 with five minutes left in the game. I walk out the stadium, get to my car, and I tell you, it is a 31-27 to victory to Giants. I could not believe what I heard once I got to the car. Unbelievable. That uh, just, <laughs> I thought there was no way the Cardinals would mess that up, but we had Manning 27 for 40 for 321 yards and two TDs. And Bradshaw, Bradshaw, he ran the ball well, but not didn't put up the big numbers like uh, Mr. Uh, Benny Wells put up 27 carries for 138 yards and three TDs. And Fitzgerald had eight receptions for 102 yards. And, uh, man, the Cardinals won that time of possession by 31 minutes and 59 seconds, almost 32 minutes. And, uh, yes, and then uh, the turnovers, it was two for two. So, I don't know, man. This was a very close game. Uh, all the numbers indicate that it was a close game. Uh, but uh, uh, I thought it was in the bag. I, man, I just knew it was in the bag when we walked away from this game with just five minutes left in the game. All right, we want to take a tic-tac and bring it right back after these messages. Please come back and join us uh, for this next segment. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to The Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. The opening kickoff is a beauty. 
three. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Remember to feel free to call dial in at 888-346-9144. And uh, do I have a caller in there today? Is uh, Patrick on the line, sir? All right. Well, we're going to push on to the, to the Falcons and Seahawks. We got the the Falcons defeated the Seahawks 30-28 to and another barn burner close game again uh, with uh, Ryan from Atlanta. The quarterback is 28-42 for 291 yards and one TD. And uh, that's Mr. Jones, uh, that, uh, that uh, popular Popular running back, uh, Mr. Jones, uh, 11 receptions for 127 yards. He, he put up some, uh, some nice numbers. And then, of course, you have, uh, the Seahawks didn't do bad with, uh, Jackson passing for 25 or 38 for 319 yards and three TDs with Lynch, uh, Lynch rush for eight carries for 24. That's not going to do much. Um, they they struggling on offense there in uh, in Seahawk land. All right, the Broncos lost again. They won in three. Uh, of course, the Packers are forty nine to twenty three over the Broncos. And uh, I tell you, boy Rogers, he seems like he just keeps getting better. As uh, young man is twenty nine of thirty eight for four hundred yard, eight yards with. Four touchdowns, just amazing. Jennings had uh, seven receptions for 103 yards, and um, uh, Starks are uh, 13 carries for 63. What a game uh, for the Packers! All right, put him on. How you doing, Patrick Conner? What's up, man? I was just talking about your Seahawks. How they lost that close one against the Falcons, man? Did you get a chance to look at that? Uh, I only caught the highlights. I usually get a chance to see about. Five or six games on Sundays, but I only caught the highlights of that Seahawks game, so I don't even know how Tavari Jackson or anybody did the wide outs or who they were covering. It didn't, it didn't look like uh, Atlanta was throwing the ball on too much. I think they, they they ran a little bit on, did they? Yeah, yeah, they ran the ball a little bit, not much. Uh, uh, well, they got 70 yards for 26 carries from Turner, and you know with, they, with his big old thick legs, you know nobody wants to tackle him. But but they got him, they got him down on the ground and kept him under 100 yards. But the the, the big one for the, uh, uh, the the Atlanta Falcons was Jones. He had 11 receptions for 127 yards, and you know you got to shut down them these receivers nowadays in this league and. Man, that's the thing that's bothering me, uh, uh, Mr. Hunter, man. Listen, man, I, what in the heck is going on in the NFL with, when it's this passing league and then you have it where the offense get all these concessions where you can't yeah. hit them too high, you can't hit them too low. Where can you hit them at? That, 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 that hitting part is what I, I, I don't like anymore. You can't touch nobody. Nobody's deliberately trying to lower their head and hit them where they can actually hurt themselves and knock themselves out. They're trying to make a good hit. You can't help when the man 
lower, uh, the running back lowers his head. I mean, and what, what he do? You go, he start up high, and all of a sudden you get ready to hit him, and he drops his head, and you hit him head to head, and that's a penalty. That, that's not fair for the defender. Or when the defender goes in there leaning with a shoulder, and the guy ducks his head, and he hits the running back in the head with a shoulder, and they call another penalty. Somebody unprotected. But once you got that ball, you know you you you, you should know that you're gonna get hit no matter what, or whether you're catching it or whether you're running with it, you're going to get hit. But yeah. They have all these rules now where they're concerned with people. Getting the concussions, that's fine and dandy. I don't want to see nobody get hurt, but you got to let a man hit somebody. If you run at full speed and another man duck, and yeah, I agree with you on that, uh, Patrick Hunter. You know, I got uh, I got another I got another gripe uh, as well with the Cardinals. Had that young man down at the, down the, uh, he was down, and apparently nobody actually touched him down, and uh, he let the ball go and got up, and everybody's yelling on the sideline for the defense to pick up the ball. Now here comes the refs to blow the play dead after the fact, and now this man has gotten up and walked away from the ball, but he has never been. Touchdown! I, I saw that play several times today, and I actually I was at the game when it happened. I was at the Cardinal game. Uh, I don't think the referee if they blew the whistle too quick, which I, I don't think they did. That man did not really. He gave himself up, but he didn't know he gave himself up that quickly. He thought they were coming to tag him down, and he he dropped that ball. It should have been Cardinal ball. He let it go too quick. He, he was trying to give himself up, which I could understand. But he didn't get touched, and he gave the ball up too quick. You're supposed to, if you give yourself up, you're supposed to go, you know, feet first or head first, but you're supposed to lay there for a second with the ball. As soon as that man hit the ground, he was giving that ball up. So he didn't go by the rules. They could have came and still tagged him, and they did the right thing by picking it up. The Cardinals got screwed on that one. Well, Patrick, man, I replayed it on TiVo last night quite a few times, and the referees did not uh, blow the whistle until after the Cardinal players picked up the ball and start running the other way. Now they want to blow the whistle, but this man has not been blown dead. Uh, so it's uh, this was a controversial call that cost him the game. I'm, I'm not I'm not one to blame the refs for anything, but good lord, man, if a guy just gonna just uh, make a reception, lay down on the ground and then put the ball down and get up and uh, just I haven't heard a whistle now I've been trained since Pop wanted to go to the whistle go you know yes sir <laughs> I go to the whistle brother <laughs> I mean it, it, just, it wasn't fair for I can't say they got screwed it wasn't fair for the Cardinals because like I say I saw it live and I saw it on TV several times the man gave himself up too quickly that even the rule says you can't give yourself up but you got to go down and lay down with the ball. He went down and popped right back up. It, he gave himself up too quick. It shouldn't have been. I understand what the ref was trying to interpret the rule, but the rule, it was too quick on his part to give himself up. So Cardinal should have got that ball. But then again, he also should have stopped him too. All them to a field goal. But, you know, they let him get that touchdown and they're losing. You know, crazy game anyway. Yes, it is, man. Hey, man, what's going on down in the Bay Area, man? We got the Raiders lost, lost, uh, uh, lost again, but, uh, to the Patriots, the mighty Patriots, they're three and one, and, uh, the Raiders two and two, you know, the, I thought the Raiders had something good going here, and they, they, they still Campbell just passed for two, uh, 25 for 39 for 344 yards and one touchdown. And McFadden had, he lit it up last week, but he was shut down to about 75 yards. This week, so well, they still, on the the Raiders still rushed for about a buck sixty, I believe. They just didn't. They might, them rushing yards might have been at the right time. 
And, of course, you came away without stopping somebody. It didn't look like they were stopping anybody. Right. Patriots <laughs> rushed for over a buck 80, and then Tom Brady threw a couple TD passes. But Raiders got a, uh, got a good thing going on. They're trying to come back, and they looked pretty good for the Bay Area. You know, us being Bay Area boys, I'm really a 49er fan but and a Raider fan. But they look like they, they got something growing if they just keep it running the ball. That's the one thing they can do is run the ball. Just pound them, pound them, pound them. And if Campbell don't turn it over, and their defense come up a little bit better, but they are they are they're a little suspect without Nambi back there. They're saying there is not that good. Yeah, man. You know we got uh, back up in Nevada. We got a big game coming up this weekend. So you know you gonna make it down to that one this weekend. Uh, they got Vegas this week. Where's yes, it? Yes, sir. Where's it? That is Saturday, Saturday. They uh, they play this coming Saturday. I'm not going to make this one, but, uh, you know, I had a lot of fans just uh, came came up to me last night, asked, asked me, was I going down to that one? I told them I, I wasn't making this one. Uh, they just lost to Boise State, so they, do they play? Is that the, they playing UNLV? Yes, yes, sir. Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to make it to that one unless it's homecoming coming up. I'm not going to be able to make that. Right, right. Well, hey, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show, and I appreciate you calling in. And I, want, I would like to uh, leave an open invitation for you to uh, give us a call on any Monday night you'd like to call. Okay, sure. Appreciate it. We'll do it from now on a little bit more often. All right, man. You take care, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, later. Right on. All right, that was my fellow Wolfpack, Packer, uh, Patrick Hunter, uh, calling in. And, uh, boy, it's sure nice to hear some hear some old, uh, some of my old schoolers that call in sometimes. All right, let's move on. Um, yeah, I, I spoke about the Patriots and Raiders. We had that Patriots beat the Raiders 31-19. to 19. And uh, it wasn't much of a game once uh, once uh, Brady gets uh, gets that offense moving, and uh, you know you get uh, Ridley ten carries for ninety seven yards. Boy, where did he come from? I'm glad to see some new blood in there. You got to keep that machine moving. The Dolphins lost to the Chargers sixteen to twenty six down in down in Southern California this past weekend. Now the Dolphins fall to zero and four. They better get it together quick in a hurry because it's going to. It's going to get tough on them, and I don't see uh, I don't see much numbers with Bush getting the ball, thirteen carries for fifty yards, no TDs. And that's where that's where it hurts at. And then of course those turnovers kill that uh, offense. And then that last night game with the Jets losing to the Ravens, and uh, of course with four turnovers by the Jets, you're not going to win many games turning the ball over four times. And uh, the time of possession with the Baltimore Ravens having 37 minutes and opposed to the Jets' 22 minutes. So, boy, that uh, just kills it, along with the turnovers. And uh, that rounds it up for now. And then, you know, we got this Monday night game with topping the score, uh, topping the, the roundup of scores around the NFL. And, uh, you know, we got Goodell. I just spoke to Mr. Patrick Hunter about Goodell. Uh, Mr. Goodell the, the is watching the players around the league who is making these tackles. And uh, Patrick Hunter talked about how these guys is is at a disadvantage defensively as a defensive back or a defensive guy. You, you, you can't hit them too low. You can't hit them too high. You got to hit them just right. They're t- making these guys into robots. Where in the heck can you hit, uh, or can be allowed to hit someone or take them down? This is football, you guys. This is I know they're trying to bring in the safety of the NFL players now and uh, keep the, the keep uh, 
everybody aware of how they're trying to protect guys now with these concussions, but you cannot take away the aggressiveness of a football player. Let them play. Allow them to play. If, uh, uh, also, there is you sign that contract. You know what you signed up for. You're going to get some dings and bings and, and things popping up, big fella. So, hey, that's why you wear a helmet. Strap it up tight. and Stop keeping those chin straps loose, young fellas. Strap your chin ten, uh, uh strap up real tight and get it going. All right, we want to go on to the Minnesota Vikings. I want to talk about Coach Frazier is uh, going to stick stick it out with uh, uh, McNabb. And now the Vikings is 0-4. They lose to the Chiefs. The Chiefs is 1-3. They got their first victory against the Vikings. And uh, my sources say that Mr. Frazier is going to stick it out with McNabb through the season. And that may be to his undoing because – uh, the folks down there is calling for his head, and they want him out of there quick and in a hurry. And he better turn it around, or they're gonna get, they're gonna bounce him out of there. All right, we got the Redskins defeats the Rams seventeen to ten, and of course the Forty ers beat the Eagles twenty four to thirteen with a close game, and uh, the Eagles suffered an, suffered another loss in that NFC East. Of course, is one and three. And the 49ers in the NFC West, 3-1. and one. Whoa, that's going to really make it tough for the Cardinals to bounce back from their 1-3 and three start. And uh, that's going to make it tough on them, I tell you. All right, with that rounding off our, all of those things, we want to uh, talk more about the McNabb uh, situation down in Minnesota land. Uh, after these messages, we're going to take a tic-tac and bring it right back. Feel free to call in at 888-346-9144. Bring it right back, baby. flagship station for sports voice america sports sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today we all have that team that we live and breathe to follow we watch hours of football on tv play madden sports on our gaming system and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch if this sounds like you or if you're a football wife who wants a few words we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner. Talking baseball with former World Series champion Jim Larritz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. King's Corner, Talking Baseball with Jim Larritz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show welcome back from under the helmet uh, with Derek Kennard here uh at uh, voiceamerica.com. Hey, we want to talk about some college roundup stuff uh, that is going on right now and live. We have uh, number 17 Florida will be without their quarterback, John Bradley, at, uh, against the top-ranked LSU on Saturday. And, uh, uh, you know, Coach Minstamp said Monday that Bradley has a lower leg injury that won't require surgery, but it will keep the senior sideline at least a week. Mr. Champ said that he will uh, update Brantley's status every uh, Monday, and uh, that means he may be out for an extended amount of time. So you guys are are just uh, really counting on LSU to to uh, have that guy come out and play. Uh, don't look like it's going to be anytime soon. So I tell you, oh, if it's if it's not one thing, it's another. another. All right, we got uh, some more things are happening down in uh, the Buckeye land uh, in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Ohio State is in trouble with the NCAA again, this time because three Buckeye players, including the two who uh, have already been sitting out for taking cash and for free tattoos, accepted too much money for too little work in their summer jobs. And last year's leading rusher, Dan Heron, and the top returning receiver, Devira Posey, along with offensive lineman Marcus Hall will not be permitted to play when Buckeyes play at number 14 Nebraska this this Saturday uh and uh, we have Gene Smith insisted at a Monday afternoon news conference that there was no system systemic problem at Ohio State, which has admitted to having several players involved in different NCAA violations over the past 10 months. He blamed it all on the athletes, former coach Jim Trussell and a booster who on Monday was banned from further contact with the Buckeyes. Three, these failures are individual failures, failures of individual athletes, and as you know, unfortunately, a previous coach, Andy Booster Smith, said when asked if the latest violation will lead to more serious institutional charges of lack of control and failure to monitor the NCAA, 
So it's not a systemic failure of compliance. I'm optimistic and I'm confident that we will not have these uh, charges. Uh, You know, this is another thing about NCAA is uh, is, 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 too many programs that are in trouble. And with that said, Something's wrong that needs to be fixed with the NCAA. Uh, and that, that doesn't make what the, uh, what the Buckeyes players has done and the boosters and the coaches have done. It doesn't make it right, but some things are, is, some things are going by with time and, and you gotta, you gotta improve some things and some things need to be improved and get play, get pay these players and get them some more money. You're making uh, millions and millions of dollars on these kids, hundreds of millions of dollars on these kids. Why not start spreading the wealth so uh, we don't have um, have uh, continue to have all these violations? And uh, that is just my take on it. And I'd like to see um, more of this. Uh, more of the NCAA trying to rectify and do some diff- some things differently to help these young kids out. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about a uh, situation here that uh, that uh, you know I I just can't I just cannot uh, continue to get away from all these uh, these situations that's happening uh, with the Big Twelve. Uh, board votes to share TV revenue. Now, now, see, you know, with all these teams leaving and going on to different uh, conferences uh, of their choosing, is I think this is where the NCAA should have more control and uh, allow and not allow some of these some of these rivals that uh, has been rivalries for years, uh, and you know, and that's. That's just the way it's been. Uh, USC, UCLA, and and the, of course the Notre Dame uh, playing playing the, the the Trojans, and you got all kind of rivalries that's, that's just uh, abound in the in NCAA football, basketball, and so forth. I like to see some of these things continue with the rivalries. I enjoy watching it during the holidays when these teams play each other. It's uh, it's really refreshing to see, but when you have all these new uh, these teams going on the new leagues, it's uh, it's uh, it's a shame that we're unable to keep these uh, these teams uh, these leagues together in in their divisions, of course. All right, Big East presidents clear the way to expand. See, there's another one. I don't want to see all this. Uh, this thing comes to this, but uh, it seems that's the way it's going to be uh, because we have the division of everyone's leaving their division and moving on to other places. Now, we have some, uh, some, some college score around us with LSU beating U, uh, University of Kentucky 35-7, to Oklahoma beating Ball 62-6, to, to six. just some blowouts here, Alabama just tied, just rose on past Florida 38-10, to 10. My Nevada Wolfpack gets gets their teeth kicked in by Boise State, and of course Stanford just uh, just stomps down UCLA uh, in LA, and uh, we have Wisconsin just uh, just knob knockered uh, the Nebraska forty eight to seventeen, and then uh, South Carolina loses to Auburn sixteen to thirteen to a close one, and then Clemson uh, he just uh, 
to me, upset it, uh, Virginia Tech, 23-3. And then we have Texas A&M uh, loses to Arkansas, 38-42. to And then Baylor loses a close one to uh, KSU, 36-35. to And then, of course, Pitt. Uh, Pitt uh, wins over USF, and uh, Texas stones down Iowa State. Uh, and then 37-14, and Minnesota lose to Michigan, to the 19th-ranked Michigan, 58-0. to SMU beats TCU, 40-33. Georgia Tech, 45 over NC State, uh, 35. And, these uh, West Virginia just, uh, just kills uh, BGSU 55 to 10. Northwestern lose to Illinois to a close one, 38 to 35. And Oregon State loses to ASU 35 to 20. And it, it the score is not uh, does not indicate how close that game was. I tell you, man, this is this was just an exciting weekend of football. But we had some blowouts and we had some close ones. But you know that's the way it is in the. Uh, in, in, in the land of the collegiate football ranks. And here it is. We got the SEC Bulldogs. Uh, I'm trying to find out who is topping what in the, in the SEC. And of course, it's LSU, uh, one and Bama two, Oklahoma three, Wisconsin four, and, uh, and this is just the, I believe this is the, this is just unbelievable. This is Chris's top and Edward's top. Okay, I see, I see the deal. And I was just trying to look up the SEC. How about that? I'll tell you. What about that? Well, this is, <laughs> well, they just give you more and more information than you can ever need. And, and uh, the collegiate football is, is just unbelievable. Yes, sir. All right. All right. In in, uh, in SC land down in Southern California, we had USC defeats U of A. U of A had, uh, was uh, coming on strong, trying to close it out with a win, but USC was able to hold them off. But you know what? USC uh, sees some trouble on the horizons, and uh, if they don't get their act together and and play some more challenging and and some more individualized defense, well, not individualized, but see, you got to stop making these kids being robots and allow them to play football. I know you got these kids in the system, and you want them to play within the system. But I'm telling you right now, you give my grandma 12 yards off the ball, she's going to do that 10 and out and all day long and catch it, and she might dip a shoulder on you and go another 20. Now, you won't give anybody 12, 12 yards off the ball that much respect, and they don't need deserve it when you have some of the finest athletes out there that's standing out there at the corner, and then you got the cover two, cover two, uh, Tampa two up there covering to help out those corner, uh, those corners, what is the problem? Challenge those kids uh, and have them come up with a little bit of a bump and run so they can play a little football and be be a little more challenging. That's just me being a dad saying, "Hey, let them kids play." 
you got some of the finest athletes in the world out there. Let them play out there. And, uh, boy, I tell you, you can see some results if you turn those kids loose and uh, take those parameters off those kids and let them play a little football. Because I tell you, right now, it's, uh, it's going to be tight, uh, tight in that Pac-12 coming out. And, uh, USC land, I see some trouble brewing with, uh, with, uh, USC, uh, having a bye week this week. They're gonna have to come out and play up in Cal, Berk- uh, Cal Berkeley the following week on a Thursday night, on a Thursday night football game coming up next week. So, I tell you, boy, you better get it together out there in the Southern Cal land. All right, we want to take a tic tac and bring it right back, and we're gonna tighten up the show and uh, and, uh, and, and and let you know what we got coming up next week. We're gonna take a tic tac and bring it right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Hey, I got Kwame Lasseter, the... Uh, this this young man is just phenomenal down in San Diego and with the Cardinals. I think he's spending a little time down in St. Louis too, boy. You you more you more traveled than my than my luggage, brother. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> you know, sometimes you know those are some good travels, but you know, sometimes you want to stay in one place. But the business we were in will allow us to move around. That is correct. That is correct. Hey man, I was just talking to you about 
how Southern California has this has this uh, Tampa two defense that they run uh, with uh, Mr. Monty Kiffin, and and uh, and I was talking to you about how they won't let these players play, and then all these all these schematics and systematic things that they got these kids doing. When you have some of the best athletes in the country right there on that roster from all over the country right there on your roster and you won't let these players play. What well, you know, I, I understand that you you have a system that uh Ben don't break. You know, I'm an offensive guy. I'm and I I got a mindset that listen, I don't care what you say. You give me twelve you gonna give me the respect of giving me twelve yards. As big as I am, dog, I will take that twelve yards. I'm gonna dig, 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 and I'm gonna take that twelve yards. I'm gonna catch the ball and I'm gonna turn and I'm gonna dip my shoulder on you, dog. I'm going twenty to thirty yards on you. What you got? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're doing you trying you're doing too many schematics, you skiing yourself right out of, of winning football games. I tell you in the Tampa too what's important to that is you gotta have a middle linebacker. So obviously you can stop with a run. But if a team can run against you, and it's also predicated on the teams you play, if a team run against you, they can hold that linebacker. But in a Tampa 2, the, the, uh, the most vulnerable part of the is at the middle of the field. So you got to be able to get your linebacker back once he knows his pass because you can beat that with a tight end or a flex receiver. If you can out or get a number two receiver, let's say you go on Kings, which is uh, three receivers, uh, one back, one tight end. Uh, let's say you do that. Let's say you go on Queens, two receivers, three receivers, two backs. Well, you can get into the middle of that field a lot quicker if you uh successfully. So I don't, I'm not a Tampa 2 fan of having guys too far back. I like to put pressure up there or offensively. I'm going to hit you on the corners. I'm going to hit you on the edges. Then I'm going to send somebody to the uh, middle of the field holding that linebacker. Because the faces are too far out, they can't get there in time. They can't. And, you know, man, this this Tampa 2 reminds me of a prevent defense, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I can't stand a prevent defense, man. Come on, man. Let's, let's play some ball. Yeah, not, not a lot of teams win in a prevent defense. They If you're holding on to the lead, you got guys who's already pumped and have their energy going because they, they're in the lead. And they got in the lead by having that energy going, by having that momentum. Then you take their momentum away from them by putting them in prevent or putting them in the Tampa 2. Now, the only team that I've seen run that Tampa 2 successfully was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, uh, you know a lot of teams, and, you know, and the Chicago Bears, but they've had defensive line where they could stop the run, not bringing another man in the box. So um, don't put me in a prevent and slow my uh, get back on. Don't slow me down from making plays. Man, how man, how your uh, how's your guys doing in, in the collegiate ranks, man? Where's your team? Is your are your is your team in the top twenty five right now? I'm looking for them right now. Well, you want to look for them? You keep looking on. Uh, you got to go all the way down, all the way down. You know how they write them. Uh, mention teams, mention. You know we um. You know what? I, I'm not going to say we build rebuilding because that's just in my opinion. That's always been an excuse. I'm not going to say because we got a new coach staff and everything. They, they've been there. Going on third, this is their third year. I want to say you should have the right people in there by now because you had three years to recruit, so you should have at least a couple of juniors on your team uh, right now, uh, so they can play under your scheme, under your defense, under your offense, play fast, and they're not thinking a lot where they're getting beat. But we, we're part of right now three and two. I know we we came out and had two games. We we're two and zero, oh, but those mostly are tune-up games. Then we lost to Georgia Tech. We beat Georgia Tech last year in Kansas. 
I think it was 15, 14, 15, 10, something like that. We went to Georgia Tech this year, and they destroyed us, University of Kansas. So I think we're sitting three and two right now. Uh, so not good, not good. It should be a lot better with the guys they have over there. It's a Division One program. You've got to be able to keep the guys in the state, those All-Americans in the state of Kansas, which are pretty good. You can't allow them to go to Texas, Oklahoma. You can't allow them to go to Missouri, Kansas State. You can't do that. Right, right. You know, and I talked all that stuff, and I can't talk much because my Nevada Wolfpack isn't doing much this this year either. But you know, we lost a lot of a lot of my players who are left to the NFL, and they just stripped my roster. The NFL just stripped my entire roster and took a whole bunch of boys to the league. So you got you got to have kudos for that. Yeah, you, when you got a, when you got a school, um, especially if you're the head coach, if you're the you're the uh, chancellor of that school, athletic director of that school. You got to know sometimes that you have this guy. He's an All-American. He got his head on right. You know, you got to have this guy for probably three years. I think a lot of guys coming in on that bubble should red shirt so they can get their grades in order. At the same time, learn what they need to know around campus. Learn what's going on. How you get ready for a football game, football season? Because you got to learn a different game when you leave high school to college. A lot of these guys that go pro, so that's just a credit to the school you went to um, that you can have those guys go pro. Uh, but you have to have a factory. You have to be able to bring those guys back in. Um, you always got to have some guys coming in to replace it because you're not going to have a lot of guys for four years at the college level. And basketball is a great uh, uh, barometer to that where you might have this guy for one year. Right, right. Hey, man, I'm giving you an opportunity to plug your show, man. Which, uh, what time is your show so I can call in and uh, bug you a little bit? Man, you know you ain't no bug. Yeah, I love when you come on the show. We have fun. But, look, my show is tomorrow. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Tomorrow I have San Diego Chargers cornerback Quentin Jammer coming in. Uh, or actually, he's calling in. Um, last week I had Drayton Florence for the Buffalo Bills. I hope there's not a sign that you come on my show you lose the next week. But uh, we got uh, Quentin Jammer coming in for San Diego Chargers every Tuesdays 9 a.m. Boston Red Sports. Awesome man, awesome man. But you got you got. Aren't you on another show as well? I am I'm on another show. Um, on Sundays from 4 to 6 at Coaching Willie's. I'm doing that at the Fan 1060. So uh, we're having fun doing that. Come out. The atmosphere is good. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of things. I got something that's popping off in the mix and awaiting, but I'm going to keep that under wraps until it happens. All right, man. Well, thanks for calling, man. I appreciate you, uh, you calling on to the show, and I'll be coming by to see you at Coaching Willie's real soon, big guy. Sounds good, man. Not a problem. Anytime. Not All right, man. Problem, thanks man. again. Take care. All right. All right, that was Kwame Lasseter. He's uh and he's also with VoiceAmerica.com that has his show and and uh, he has a lot of ventures going on here with the ten sixty AM radio as well. All right. I like to plug in a little a little uh, ProEdsPerformance.com. Go to ProEdsPerformance.com and check out Derek Kennard Junior. He's over at uh Chandler uh Chandler in Arizona uh, with his uh, workout program with ProEdgePerformance.com. And we also have Kids at Hope uh, with BlueprintEducation.org. So check that out as well with our, with our educational program here in Central Phoenix. And, and we'd just like to let you know that, uh, uh, 
you know, we still back in the Cardinals, and good luck down there with the San Francisco 49ers. I'm glad you guys are turning things around. I'm sure you're uh, uh, cheering on those Raiders down in the Bay Area, as well as uh, the Nolan Saints. Y'all keep it up up down there in, in the Dirty South. And you uh, Rams, man, y'all better get it together quicker than a hurry because, boy, that NFC West is going to tighten up. And in Cowboy land, Romo, get it together, brother. We need you to get it right. And don't be shucking and jiving, Mr. Jerry Jones, because he'll be in your corner when nobody else will, big fella. All right, we're going to take a tic-tac. We're not bringing it right back. We're going to see you next week. And good luck with that Monday Night Football tonight. All right. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.